Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello, welcome to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast. It's me, Dave Thomas, along here with Tim Chikorowski from G5 Outdoors. We're at live here. Uh, at the Woods and Water Show in MLA City, Michigan. Tim, how you doing, man? Doing great, Dave. Thank you for having me. Good. How's the show going so far for you guys? Oh, it's busy. I was uh, managed to get away for a few minutes to you know come and join you for the podcast. It's uh, it's really hopping out there. It's lots of boost, lots yeah. of people. It's really crazy to me. Like all of a sudden, it just got well. Now it got really nuts. But <laughs> yeah, just about 20 minutes ago, it was it was starting to grow and grow, and then now it's just like uncontrollable and uh, it's fun doing it out of the booth i think it's kind of cool people walking by to talk about archery and, and the other thing i was going to say real quick is um earlier we were um talking and it's, it's kind of cool that, like, this whole thing because everybody will talk your ear off about hunting here you know so it's a lot of fun yeah you've just, come to the right place if you want to talk hunting <laughs> yeah. and just every part of it you know yeah i mean it's like seriously awesome when it comes to that and it's kind of cool to see uh obviously g5 here uh, but also a lot of like Polaris and Honda. It's kind of cool to like just be able to test that stuff, especially if you're in the market, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know Michigan. I think we hear so often, especially you know back back at our booth. You guys probably hear it too. But how much of a you know a hunting state it is not not just for you know you know between you know gun hunting, bow hunting, but just in general, not how many different manufacturers and companies yeah. that you know are based in Michigan. Yeah, it's incredible, really. So what's up at G5? What's new? Biggest thing uh, this year is going to be the, uh, the Dead Meat Broadhead. It's our newest expandable. Uh, anybody that uh, knows us is probably familiar with the T3 Broadhead. The Dead, dead Meat is uh, what we think, uh, you know, the uh, the next phase of the uh, a Broadhead market. The the big deal about it is uh, the blades are held in by kind of a ball and socket joint rather than the, the uh, traditional spider clip that we had on the, on the old T3. And it's even different than like our Havoc series, which is the uh, elastomeric band. The idea was to, to make the uh, hunter's experience with our broadheads even easier than they were before, but also to, to make sure that the broadheads, you know, we didn't go backwards, you know, to, to keep the blades yeah. in place. So we went from two points of contact to one, and it's been absolutely great. The, the feedback we've had so far, uh, this we finally had a chance for people to start using uh, the broadheads. Uh, we've been getting great feedback with them from out west with, the, with antelope, mule deer, and elk. And you know the big question is, is been you know from from us like we'll they'll hit us up with pictures uh, of their uh, of their hunt 
But our, our follow-up question is, well, how far was the shot? And, you know, 60 yards, I think, has been the average uh, shot. So we're excited to, you know, that you know, we're getting that uh, you know, kind of results with, with a broadhead, you know, yeah. a new broadhead even. That's exciting. Uh, I guess let's talk about how do you guys go through the testing of new broadheads? So, like, if you have a new head and, you know, I understand hunting's a great test, but um, before that, like, what do you guys do when you're launching? What we're doing is we're trying to make sure, you know, that obviously the broadhead's going to fly correctly, uh, but we also want it to perform correctly. So, you know, kind of like what, what we've seen on, on different reviews, you know, uh, you know, when, when anyone's testing a broadhead, uh, I, you know, the, the big test always comes up is shooting it through plywood, you know, shooting it through a, a barrel, through the you know, through a you know, piece of meat from you know that they bought from the from the butcher. So it's you know, while those tests are good, you know, they don't exactly uh, you know replicate you know shooting a you know a white-tailed deer or anything to to the best of the ability. But it still gives us the uh, you know kind of the measurements and you know information that we're looking for to know that the broadhead's going to you know perform correctly. The uh, you know the other thing is you know how the uh, broadhead you know how the blades are going to open up, how the blades are going to be held in place, making sure all that is uh, you know performs the way we want it before yeah. we, we send it out there. That's kind of been the, you know, little ins insider secret. I uh, Hopefully I don't get in trouble for this, but <laughs> that's been the delay on the uh, on the crossbow for the version of the dead meat. We, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that the crossbow uh, market, uh, we had all the bases covered. And the one bow that's holding us up, not to talk bad about it or not, I'm at all saying bad anything about it, but it's the Raven crossbow. It has such a uh, unique uh, effect on the arrow when it's launched that you know we've been hearing from more and more people, whether it be fixed blades or mechanicals, that that broadhead, you know, the, the broadheads aren't flying, you know, as great as they could mm -hmm. be out of that boat. We had uh, someone call us up actually last week, doing kind of did an independent testing, and he said, um, just to kind of give us the news, he said the, the, the G5 Montec as well as the uh, the Havoc. Uh, HS, the crossbow version of the Havoc, were the uh, broadheads that he was, you know, finding very good results out of. So we're very happy about that. But we also wanted to make sure that the dead meat before we release it, there, it's not doesn't have a problem with, you know, any bow on the market that it's going to yeah. perform correctly and so that it's, uh, you know, ready for for everyone. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting when you get into the testing part of it because, you know, for us it's always been penetration. And, dis and distance so we'll take a broadhead and we'll shoot 40 to 60 yards out just to see the flight if it mm -hmm. changes in flight um, never had an issue with g5 over the years i mean montec for god's sakes is like the most solid broadhead ever made it, it's still you know we it was introduced in 2000 and still our, our number one selling and that, that's uh is that cnc machine the whole thing that is a mim process okay. that is uh metal injection molding gotcha. uh the uh, and then the process we use we you know we sharpen it in there and the broad is designed for to be uh, sharpened and resharpened on a, on a flat diamond stone. And that's it. Do you guys have that in different materials? Yeah, the Monte comes in uh, the all stainless steel, but we also offer it in the carbon steel. The idea was to kind of give, uh, you know, they were asking for a little bit more of an edge to the broadhead compared to the Monte. Mm -hmm. um, anybody that's familiar with the material uh, or like how, uh, like kind of the properties of uh, stainless steel. Is it has a tendency to like when it, once it gets sharp, the edge kind of has a tendency to, to lean one way or the other. It doesn't, almost folds over. So the carbon steel was our response to that. And just like the Montec, you can resharpen it and reuse it. So it's uh, you kind of get a you know a, an option for yeah. for the bow hunters. So you guys had a 
I mean, looked like a very big and solid year, in my opinion, from the Havoc uh, last year and the, and the year before. Is it two years now? Or yeah, what? the Havoc is going into its third year. Third year, and then wow. the out of the you know for the first year, and then the uh, second year we introduced the uh, the XP and the HS. Those were uh, the Havoc. The original Havoc was a two-inch uh, cut. Okay. And then these two had an inch and a half, but they were designed. The XP was designed for uh, you know bow hunters with you know lower draw length, lower draw mm -hmm. weight. And then the HS was designed to you know, perform in those uh, crossbows that are 375 feet per second or, or higher. Okay, got it. And, and the, is the T3 still around or no? The T3 is still around. Uh, if you uh, are a huge fan of that, you may uh, start you know f finding it in the stores less and less. But the uh, it's going to get phased out with okay. the dead meat. Yeah, because I know that one did real well for a few years. People oh, it, really it was uh, you know there's a huge following for, for the yeah. T3, and uh, it, you know it was kind of. Um, a lot of people were, you know, when we announced we were going to come out with a dead meat, they, you know, were a little disappointed that the T3 is yeah. going away, but we're, we're very confident that the, uh, any, forward, right? any fans of the yeah, T3, yeah. if you like the T3, you're going to love the dead yeah. meat, so. I, I still see the Montag being around for a while, though. It's, it's not it's going so anywhere. Solid. Yeah, it's, it's going to stay for it's, quite it's a long such time. A, I mean, so many deer have fallen to the Montag, I can't imagine. Uh, so many deer have fallen to the Montag, but also so many deer have fallen to the same, same Montag every year. Oh, you know, yeah. these shows, pe point. people call call us up, or they'll come up and say, like, I shot four deer with the same wow. same broad. And all I had to do was resharpen it. That's right? crazy. We're, it's like good and bad for you, though. Good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't help sales too much, but you know, fortunately, there's still those uh, bow hunters out there that you know they'll shoot a deer with a broadhead, shoot you know any animal with a broadhead. That broadhead is retired. It's, it's done. done yeah. you know, I actually use them as trophies. We don't shoot them anymore, but I put them up. You know, especially yeah. in Montag, because I know it's gonna it could be used again, but. Uh, I think in our situation, we try to use that stuff as pieces of, you know, sets or whatever. It looks mm -hmm. great. Oh, it, it's it's kind of those, you know, little mementos and, yeah. you know, things that... I know, know Ron's got, behind. like, uh, I don't know where he went, but Ron has a trophy area in his house, and he's got all the arrows, the broadheads that he shot a deer, and they're all dated, you know, oh. he keeps them all. And in every shot, every, um, every kill he has, he keeps the arrows in this, like, rack. It looks pretty cool. Um, it has a lot of different broadheads, so over the years he would like you know shoot one with a different broadhead and the next one. But he always kept them on there so he remembered what he did and mm -hmm. if he liked it or didn't like it. So it's pretty interesting. But uh, so let's talk about the bows. You know, sure. obviously we got G5 um, broadheads, and then uh, actually real quick we, we forgot to talk about this. The, uh, You're going to talk about a couple other things for G5 accessories. Yeah, G5. It's you know we uh, you know it's G5 outdoors, but you know the main focus a lot of people know is for the broadheads. But we also have a great line of, ex uh, of accessories. We uh, the headlock quiver is still a very popular quiver. Uh, the uh, you know, flat diamond stone for anybody that's got the Montag series, even the Striker series, you can resharpen uh, those as well. Uh, one of the, I think, one of my favorite uh, accessories is the uh, the ASD, the arrow squaring device. Anybody that you know takes the time and you know builds their own arrows from from bare shafts uh, onto you know a, you know full arrow ready to shoot. That is probably one of the most important tools I, I think you know that you can have when you're building your tool because you know you can still use the best saw in the world, but you know the ASD will square both you know both ends, both knock in and, and point in, to make sure that the insert and the, and the you know the point and knock all spin true mm -hmm. because you know if you got a straight arrow but you know and the arrow but the arrow is cut down it, it doesn't you know that's not going to help you. I mean it's just you know. You, Gonna, you know, all these arrows uh, in manufacturers today talk about having you know the you know the straightness tolerance, but you know again if the arrow's not quick, cut square, it's not going to perform you know the yeah. way you want it to. So I've actually used that before. Um, it helps with light and knocks too, obviously. Oh, yeah. So because you've got it, it's got to be true. Um, and, and you know, like you're saying, to, to help keep it from having issues, squaring it, and then having it tune right. 
um, can be a major issue, really. So I'm surprised it's not pushed more, to be honest. You don't hear about it as much as you should, really. Right. It, it does, uh, you know, uh, it, kind of, it kind of sort of uh, comes an afterthought in, in some cases. And it's, uh, I, I think, a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, with, you know, if... Uh, being being informed about it, I mean, you know, not not too, you know, there, you just, you're gonna have that group that wants, you know, just cut, let's cut the arrows and go, yeah. and then there's the other, you know, you know, the uh, group that, you know, I guess you, you could probably compare them to the type that, you know, take care of their their own vehicle, um, yep. you know, between you know, changing the oil and, and waxing and everything like that, um, you know, the the hunters that you know spend the extra time to, to build the arrows, and you know, even the even the ones that you know kind of have their own. Uh, bow office or uh, you know, workshop at, in the home. It's kind of one of those important tools. Yeah, right? you should have one. Seriously, guys, if you haven't checked out, go g5outdoors.com right, to uh, check it out. You should have this in your arsenal. I mean, it's crazy not to, in my opinion. Um, you, your arrow's got to be square, so, and you're right, the cutters don't hit it perfectly every time. It can be slightly off or whatever, but that mess you up. So, moving on to, uh, let's start with Quest. Sure. So, let's go that route first. Uh, so, Quest is going to be your uh, moderate level bows. Yeah, moderately priced bow. Uh, we the goal, the goal behind Quest was to introduce a bow uh, to the market that was uh, affordable, but every bit as uh, high in quality as a, as a higher end bow. Um, right between the you know machine risers, uh, the limbs, everything. You know we uh, right here in, in Memphis, Michigan. You know the bow is is built and uh, assembled, machine built. You know right, right from the uh, from the ground up. Uh, four bows uh, in the lineup: the uh, the radical, the storm, the forge, and the amp. And uh, the radical is our uh, our kids' uh, entry-level bow. A huge range of adjustment on that bow. I think what's you know one of the best things for for the kids, especially for the ones trying to get started, because the bow will adjust from about uh, a 18-inch draw length all the way up to a 30, uh, and then uh, from a 17-pound draw, draw weight to uh, 70 pound uh, draw weight and all on the bow i mean there, there's nothing you need to change you don't need to switch out limbs or cams or anything just rotating the mods actually is what affects the uh, draw length and the draw weight for uh, for that particular setup so uh great for for the kids even better for the parents because this way the kids aren't outgrowing the bow in the next you know year or two because you know how kids grow like weeds you know nowadays so it's you know you can have it as a bow that you know you're just to you know bring kids to the range get them shooting get them into the sport and you know it even gets to the point where yeah you can you can take go hunting with the thing as yeah, well so yeah that's sweet so um and, and so the radical i've actually we tested that a few years back mm -hmm. and then, so that was a great bow i remember that and i remember it being very smooth and forgiving and uh the range was amazing the adjustability um but i feel like you have to have that nowadays like all the companies are getting into this adjustability and having this um quick uh, adjustment there and, and, and for kids especially and I think parents um, are a little more hesitant that might not shoot a lot of bow that you know they're like oh, I gotta go to the store another hunter box or you know what I mean so they it allows them to play around a little bit on their own and, and learn it by your you know the manuals and stuff and make those adjustments um, yeah but quest has been great I mean I've you know we've hunted with them a couple years back and they were awesome I, I mean we no, no one ever had an issue solid bows um, but moving on to Prime, so this Prime, is where yep. it gets, this is where the, the, the big butter is. So with Prime, what is the, what's the 2018 bow? Just kidding. Yeah. 
<laughs> I knew it wasn't coming out. But is it, do you guys have a set time frame for launch this year? Yeah, we've been uh, past few years. Prime, we've been following uh, kind of the middle of November okay. uh, time frame for the, the hunting bow. Um, as, as far as I know, that's still our plan for right now. We're uh, you know working on on the final uh, you know final key pieces of the bow, uh, getting the you know final uh, parts together. Uh, you know, a few things uh, left on, on you know. On the, on the checklist to, to make sure that we've got and that are set and ready to go before we uh, before we launch the bow. How, what, what is it, what is it like for a bow company? Like, what do you guys go through uh, mentally? I guess when you're preparing for launch and deciding on that date, are you looking at competitors and when they're launching, or are you looking at like when what's best for us? Like, how does that work? It's I think it's more you know we're not too concerned uh, about when the, the competitors are uh, launching their bows. I mean I, I think. Uh, the uh, consumers, in, in the end, are more concerned about when when, when the coming. bows are launched because, I mean, let, let's face it, everyone wants to see, yeah. you know, what's new, when's it coming out, when can I test it, you know, that yep. uh, uh, we, we found, uh, you know, late November, or middle to late November to be a, a good uh, a good time, a good month because it's a time of the year where, you know, our hope is uh, the dealers have, uh, you know, gone through their, you know, all their you know, prior year models. And uh, it's uh, kind of in between the, the time where you know we didn't you know mess up uh, anybody's deer season. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You, you don't want you know, uh, you know hopefully everyone you know that's you know going you know uh, out to the out, out to the woods you know next month you know for us, you know us in Michigan they've already gotten their bows they're already set up and ready to go. Uh, but then also uh, you know when you got a new bow out you're kind of hitting it before Christmas so it's. Uh, you know, a lot of people are looking to, you know, yeah, get beginning the, the bow for Christmas and you know, So what like was that. the 17 bow? The 2017 bow, there was actually three of them. There was the, we called it the Synergy Series, and uh, there was the Standard Synergy, the Synergy Air, and Synergy Hybrid. Okay, so I'm assuming the Air is the light one. Air is the light one. We, <laughs> what we did was we took the, uh, the Standard Synergy and machined the riser down a little bit further, uh, slimmed up the grip for, to help those with a little, little smaller uh, uh, grip. And then we uh, also lightened up the bow. It was uh, it was that was a twofold uh, decision. One to you know just to have a lighter bow, but also uh, we were getting a lot of uh, you know feedback from our guys out west saying they're, they're, they you know it's it's a game of ounces for yeah. them. So oh, they wanted yeah. something that you know if, if they can shave you know two three ounces or more yeah. off their bow, they that uh, yeah. that goes a long way because you're packing days. You're packing man. days. You're going a <laughs> long you know a distance. That's no joke. So. The Midwest guys don't care as much, but no, we're going going to a tree. Yeah, we're going to sit sit up there for you know a few That's hours. So, so funny. Yeah, I had a, we had some uh, some customers here earlier. They were picking up some of the bows we have out here, and like, man, these are so heavy. These are so heavy, and I'm like, it's kind of they're kind of heavy with stuff on them. I mean, it's not like it's a now. There's a couple, right? The carbon models that have come out over the years. This air one you're talking about. There are ones where the companies I think are trying to reduce the weight, but. The average weight's what four pounds? Have you say? I would say so. I mean, it's uh, you know between four, four and a quarter. I think. I know there's like you said, there's a few out there that made it under the uh, under the four pounds. You know, somewhere between you know three and a half, yeah, and three and three quarters. But um, you know, like like you said, once you start throwing yeah. accessories on there, you got oh, you, you kind of you kind of bring yourself you, back up. That's there. the issue. So even if you go carbon, you have to do carbon all the way up. You're gonna pay a lot because you have to. Yeah. Everything's gotta be in sync to get the weight down you're still adding weight though regardless you're adding so. weight but you also have to make sure that the, all the camel matches you know yeah. between your rest well, and your yeah. site i mean if, right. you, if you're out there it's it's very important so prime is is a what we would consider a premium bow at bhp and, and about that is that the materials are different too it's got a better aluminum right it's it's cut on one of the best aluminums out that you can mm -hmm. buy 
Um, it's got all the great suppression built into it. It's going to have uh, uh, probably some sort of speed studs. So you guys have speed studs on there? No, we haven't done the, the speed uh, studs uh, since because uh, uh, Prime utilizes those uh, the uh, what we're calling string donuts. Oh, the circles. Yeah. Okay, so what, what we found was with with spin, uh, excuse me uh, speed studs is it wasn't having any effect on there. Okay, it was, yeah, yeah. Wasn't slowing it down, but it, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> slowing them down and it wasn't speeding them up. It was just gotcha. there and uh, so. But yeah, the, uh, the the aluminum on these bows is uh, completely unique to us. No one else, uh, as far as we know, is yeah. using it. Um, actually, from from what I understand, it was because we we were uh, you know we worked to develop it. We we were looking for certain qualities um, to the riser and into the material, and so we started working with some people that just you know knew the material and said, well, if you're looking for this, this you know this is what you want to use, and that's yep, that's yep. how the 82x aluminum for the risers was born. Yeah, it's uh, definitely top-notch. It's, right? It has an inherent uh, uh, property that, you know, cuts down noise and vibration. So, you know, that's why you'll, you'll find with our bows, you, you um, like, li you know, limb savers or anything, you know, limb dampeners, rather. You, you know, they're not, they don't come from our bow from factory because we didn't, you know, yeah. we were noticing any real huge difference on them. Most people, are, I, I think, are putting them on um, out of habit. Yeah, know? yeah. That's true. That's true. I, um... I don't know if you noticed that right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I was like thinking about you when I saw that. Um, yeah, so we, uh, man, it, it's so hard because there's, you know, when you have so many different models and you try to uh, balance them, you know, for you guys trying to figure out, you know, how to market which ones and where to go. How do you guys decide on, and this is one thing I've always wondered, and it gets tricky here, is target to hunting. Mm -hmm. So you have two major segments. In my opinion, the hunting's much larger, but that's my opinion. But it's in the still U.S., important. you're absolutely correct. Yeah, and it's still important though to have it. I mean, people with target shoot are great people. They're hunters too, and you know, and, and target shooters um, do do a good job. They do do a. Um, a I, I know a lot of target shooters, and their feeling and how they shoot and how steady a bow can be probably does help you guys with some intel, uh, especially in testing and stuff. But I guess how do you guys decide on how much to you know market towards one or the other? I guess. Well, in the U.S., it's definitely. Uh, you know, geared towards the, the you know the bow hunter in mind. Um, you, I don't think I don't think uh, a manufacturer based in the U.S. you know uh, a bow manufacturer that is uh, could focus solely on target bows and and make and make it very long or or have a, a very you know uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, you know high level of you know uh, business because I mean it's you know. Bow hunt, I mean, like you said, you know, a lot of the co competitors, you know, here in the U.S., you know, I, I would say an overwhelming majority of them, it, you know, that, that compete are also bow hunters. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, important to have uh, you know, such an important focus on, uh, you know, on your on your bow hunter market. Um, but once you get out, outside the U.S., uh, you know, Europe, uh, especially, we found that it's it's such a flip flop. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, you know. They love the archery, but it's it's more about their you know target archery and competitive archery. Yeah, my understanding with a lot of Europeans, they're not allowed to hunt. There's like a lot of weird rules. It's, it's, it's not, there's a lot of weird rules, yeah. and there's not a lot of places that even yeah. allow it. So that and it makes sense then why they would do archery compared to um, or target, I guess, compared to um, bow hunting. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's interesting. That's the one thing that's interesting to me because like a lot of the companies, you'll see a lot of target stuff, you know, and you guys have target stuff too, and you'll see that, but then you're like. 
I don't know. Do they promote that more? They, you know what I mean? The hunting. But to me, it's like even release companies, you know, like hunting. I mean, that's like, to me, I know they shoot releases in Target, you know, but they might make more on that, right, compared to a hunting release. I don't know. but Yeah, I think there's a bit of a price difference. difference um, yeah. You know, same thing with Target bows. I mean, our Target bow is, true. is, is definitely higher price than, yeah. uh, than our regular bow. But there's, you know, uh, I don't want to say there's... there's more technology to it. I don't think that's the case. It's just a little bit more that goes into to building the bow. We, you know, right now we in our target line we have the STX, which um, has a you know encaged uh, a shoot through riser uh, type system, and it spends a, a lot more time on the uh, CNC machine than mm-hmm. you know our Synergy series. So it kind of uh, you Makes know sense, it yeah. dictates a little bit of the price there as well. So um, any talk or any movement uh, from G5 on crossbows? That you can tell us. What what I can tell you is not in the foreseeable future. Okay. Um, you know the doesn't mean it's not possible, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. Yeah. The the goal, you know, the, the whole reason I, I think, um, and I don't want to put you know words into you know the engineering team or, or yeah. the owner's mouth, but um, like one of the goals with Prime was they they looked at the market and, and saw something that that could be done that no one else was doing yeah and it, it was also something that you know what was able to, to help them stand out as as a bow that you know has got this you know high performance uh, new technology to it whereas the um in the crossbow uh, world there's not a lot there to to, to work make with. different yeah, yeah. To, to make difference so the you know they, they want to focus you know kind of on you know furthering and developing uh, you know the prime line um, but that's not to say that they, they uh, you know, couldn't find something or, or there's something out there that, you know, just, let's just say, remains to be undiscovered yeah. uh, in the crossbow wor- world. If, uh, you know, if our team finds it, then, you know, then, then we might have a different conversation. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah I, I get it, too. Sit. I mean, the crossbow market's now, now saturated completely. I mean, there's almost, not all the OEMs or whatever you want to call it are doing it, but uh, there's a lot. And there's a lot of them that are, you know, there's so many brands I can think of top of my head. And some companies have did an opposite thing where they focus now only really on crossbow and, and their compound line suffers a ton, not naming names, but, you know, they've sure. changed things completely flip Yeah, it started off as a, as a two, small percentage of the company. There's two three of those I can think of, yeah, yeah. that have done that. And, it, hey, you know, if the crossbow worked better for them, you know, I get it. You know, if you're trying to stay in business, it's a, it's a hard it's a hard business. I mean, it's a hard it's business, and, and you know, from you know, kind of a, on the outside looking in for for either one of us, it's you see a lot of crossbows out there, and it's hard to you, it's oh, gone yeah. to the point where you can't go into a retailer, no. whether it be a, you know professional yeah. retailer or uh, or one of the uh, uh, you know bigger uh, bigger chain stores and not see crossbows, you know, and a, and a major part of their archery department. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's pretty much impossible now. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough market even now. And I think people don't realize that, you know, even like G5, it seems like a huge company. But really, it's not. It's a small company. Um, and, you know, Lou Grace has owned it since the beginning, obviously. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's a good businessman. He created something that he, need, he sh- saw a need. He did it. Uh, we've been in there. We've not actually do the plant tour with you guys a few years back with Lou. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Uh, uh, at the end, just gave him a bow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, what the heck? <laughs> but um, anyway, but. It's one of those things where, you know, every beginning, every company has a beginning, has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love to get Lou into our studio to tell that story someday. We would love to do that because I mean, it's important because people don't understand, like, it's hard work. Like, starting oh, a company is no joke. And, and managing it, doing what you got to do to make it successful, and also, um, you know, being positive to the industry, you know, as a company. Mm-hmm. You guys are always strong, never, like, waver from that, and it's great. I mean, 
keeping um, a solid company is hard to do. And I think that, you know, it gets tough in the sales market. You get into those stores and there's a variety of bows, right? And then I know your prime line, you can only buy it at like a, a you know, like MJC Archery. It's going to be like a, a, a pro shop, right? Yep, pro Whereas shop only Quest, you can get it somewhere else most likely. Uh, where do you guys sell those at? Like Field and Stream? Or? Quest is at Field and Stream, Cabela's, Bass Pro. Okay, so um, yeah, so it's easier for the consumer to find those. But when the people want the premium model, they go into pro shop. Mm-hmm. You go into a pro shop, you sometimes have the, the issue of they might push one way or another way so it, it opens it makes it hard for you guys you know and i know that i've been i've done this for a long time and i've been in there and i've seen it happen personally you know, firsthand mm-hmm. you walk in and there's three brands and they're like oh but we sell mostly this brand you know so it's like why'd you say that let them look at it you know? yeah i mean it's i came from uh, you know uh six years at mjc and you know from from day one to my, my last day I, I i think i was always in a you know constant uh uh you know, evolving you know state of, of how I uh, you know talked about the bows and how, how I sold the bows. You know, at the end there, I found that the best thing to do was you know, you know, it's about knowing your customer and you know you, you kind of had uh, you know, you obviously had different people that you know came through the door. You had uh, the customers that came in saying, "I want this bow brand. Yeah, let's, just, let's take yeah. a look at the new one and let's you know let's go from there." And then you also you know kind of uh, on the other degree, you had the you know customers that weren't sure. You yeah. know whether it's uh, they, they just didn't know or their buddies you know told them hey you need to try out this bow but ultimately in the end I, I think sometimes the best thing that uh, you know whether it be for the uh, sales salesperson or the customer looking for a bow is, is trying a few different ones out you know uh, you know you, you may find you you wanted a, a different bow uh, than you even thought or you, you may find that uh, you know you like a different bow than you know for different reasons like yeah. if you came in looking for a bow because you heard this about it but you end up with a different bow because you know once you held it in your hand and you gave it a you know an honest try then you like okay this bow is better and let's yeah. go let's go that route instead yeah for sure I, I have you been to the new cabellas yet oh yeah yeah i've been there it was uh uh like the first week they were open it's awesome i heard they it's got pretty, five bears thing when you walk yeah it's pretty something. cool on the inside I still haven't been there i can't believe i haven't been there yet i'm like oh um are you guys happy with the display, how it looks and everything, your stuff, or is it like a certain... In the Cabela's? Yeah. Oh, it's great. They, they do awesome. a great job, uh, especially in the uh, uh, Brada department. Um, they, they have uh, all our accessories uh, there that are available and uh, a good uh, good stock of uh, ours uh, as well. The, the dead meat, however, that's that's been the one that uh, we're, we're hearing at the show that uh, people are looking for. Um, being, being the new Broadhead, it's... it's it's uh, and the demand for it. It's uh, we're doing our best to keep up with it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. When a company like G5 puts out a product, it, you're trusted. You know, people know it's going to be good. There's yeah. no hesitation. So you're going to get the resale of the people who are true G5 users are always going to come back and buy the latest and greatest. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I, I, you know, even here today, people always ask, "You got G5? You got G5? No, you know, all the premium that I hear. <laughs> you're not going to find them on this table. But um, so. Uh, how about you, like personally? What do you got going on this year for hunting? Personally, uh, well, my wife and I—we just had a baby back in oh, June. Congratulations! Uh, thank you very awesome. much. First and, one? Yeah, first one, wow. baby girl. All right. So, uh, really, uh, it, it kind of you know focus, yeah. Fo- focus on that, um, but uh, I'm definitely gonna get out in the woods. It's just gonna be uh, you know local and on a budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, do you, when you hunt local, are you you got local land you hunt now? Or? My uh, parents have uh, some property uh, not not too far, um, and then uh, trying to hit some uh, some state land. Nice. Do you ever get a chance on the G5 land? 
Uh, you know, Lou uh, brings it up every now and then, but uh, it's uh, he kind of leaves it open uh, for uh, you know if you if you want to go, That's we can. Cool. Uh, we, is it we like go, 300 so. acres or something? I heard it's a big chunk. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to remember how how, how large it is, but uh, not too far north of the plant there. I think it's. If it's not 300, it's it's not too much short of that. Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's really cool. Um, I, uh, yeah, we, I've been well this year. I'm hunting west. I mean, we we out way out by Grand Rapids, but sure. uh, 300 acres, so it's nice. You know, it mm-hmm. gives us some room there. But um, this area, though, uh, you know, we we hunt miniature parcels, a lot of 20 acre parcels. Sure. And obviously, you know, it's around commercial and you know things like that. But there's decent deer over here. They're not like mammoth like what we're seeing around here but you know right and that's why it's hard it's hard for i think michiganders to really um it's hard because i know people listen to this podcast are from iowa you're from kansas texas um we don't see that kind of buck they are here it's just that you got to know where to be they're here you got to look for them but you also have to be patient i think that uh is what it boils down to how many um you know something comes in front of you and you know if it's um I, I'm a lot of times I'm, I'm more than happy to, to shoot a doe just to, oh, yeah. to, to fill the freezer. No hesitation. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I think uh, like back when I worked at MJC, you know, Jim Morales said something that I always you know think about now is you know, when, especially when I, you know, bucks in front of me is you know, if, if it's if it's not a buck that you would you know put on your wall, then you know, probably not yeah. really good of a reason to shoot it. So. Yeah, I haven't seen Jim in a while. I gotta get in there. Yeah, he's he's doing a lot of golfing Jim. now. I, I, he's a little, golfer. Yeah, he's turned turned into a real golfer this past that. five years. He's you know always on a league, and you, if you go in the shop, he's like, oh no, he's not here today. He's out oh, golfing. So, so funny. I stopped but, in there once in a while to see him, but I get ran into this issue that I walk in, and he's like, oh hey Dave, and I'm like, hey Jim, how you doing? And then like he'll try to come talk to me, but then he'll be like busy, like there's oh, too many gets, people, and I can't. I'm like, oh man. He gets pulled and, in all kinds of directions. It stinks because when I started BHP, I used to go in there. Like I had these, I had every other Friday off of my mm-hmm. job, and I'd sit there with him for literally four hours. We would just sit there, and like he would tell me all about the business, how it worked, and you know, you want, would, you want to talk about a well of knowledge? That's, that's oh, tomorrow. he was amazing. Like yeah. I learned so much from Jim, and I, I, I'm, I'm appreciative towards Jim. I learned a lot uh, early on about that, and, he, and, and you know, and just observing the pro shop mentality. I hadn't been to pro shop in a long time before that. I mean, I used to go Starlight Archery when mm-hmm. I was a kid, and that was out like nine mile or something. But, you know, at the time, that was like the place, and they had all the big brands then. And I think Jim's like that now. I mean, his shops are like that. They're pretty hopping all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in there. Um, just a cool range, too. My wife and I went there once and did the longbow one. It was so fun. Oh, yeah, the Friday so night. That's always a lot of fun. You got to you know, I, I broke... Eight arrows out of twelve that night. Those you know, it's it, Carved it, Express like uh, metal. They were like the, the heritage. Those. Yo, know, the like, heritage arrow. Yeah, I yeah. broke like I broke like eight of them. Like, and you won't have any more fun doing it. Oh, I know. It was so cool. It was a great time. But uh, all right. So you know, uh, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate yeah, it. I know you're pleasure. busy. So got back to the booth. But uh, G5Outdoors.com. And I know you guys got some. You guys have other websites for the Prime. Or you just go yeah, we got uh, QuestBowHunting.com and then uh, G5Prime.com. All right, you guys here to hear live from the Woods and Water Show, Emily City, Michigan. G5. Tim, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate hey, thank it. you. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. 
Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars and more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Oopla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.